shit our kids have done today. And how not to become a shitty parent about it. Welcome to our new podcast called Human Nature and welcome to a special series of podcasts actually called Why do kids do shitty things and why do we react shitty? Meaning we as parents, you know, react shitty. With me in the studio is my lovely wife, Ida. My name is Damir. I'm, uh, we are both psychologists, uh, adventurers, uh, scientists who a few years ago started to investigate this, uh, this phenomena that were developing in uh, recent years throughout the world, and we were asking why. One of these things that we were investigating is development of human nature, especially kids. So since we are both, of course, parents, we have two wonderful kids. So uh, we wanted to share with you and how to best uh, know psychology by having your own kids. Yes, actually, the best thing to learn psychology and uh, human nature, what we call human nature, is actually from testing it on yourself and on your life experiences and being psychologist to yourself. So we actually, uh, all, that, all that we will talk about in this podcast is, besides what we know from, from uh, scientific studies, is also what we learned from our experiences as being parents, as being uh, human beings on this planet, and sort of uh, looking upon ourselves from the side, so to say. Trying to understand why we, why we, why why we do and act why we be, shitty. Yes, <laughs> in with regards to this topic, is why do we really react in a shitty way when stumbling upon some uh, shitty behavior of uh, kids, and why in the end do we you know experience these these behaviors as shitty, so to say. And to define, actually, what shitty means for us. So, maybe to start with that. Yeah, I mean, uh, shitty, I think, when... <laughs> it's funny to say shitty all the time in the parents' podcast. But what I see, like, uh, from people surrounding us, uh, and us, actually, uh, when we saw our son started acting like shitty... By that, I mean getting, like, really upset. Not, like, baby upset, but, like, really upset with some kind of maturity, seriousness. Like, he's a human being who is upset, you know, mm -hmm. whether it was tantrums or whatever. So, it was, it, was a, uh, it was a specific kind of shitty behavior. And behind that, I could see uh, slowly a little human developing mm -hmm. who has his own preferences and wants so yes all of a sudden you see a kid which is not uh, going along the way which all of a sudden has his own demands desires uh, even aspects to life you know his own experiences and uh, learns to say no learns to to go opposite, uh, to oppose you, actually. 
And uh, the thing that I feel shitty here is because <laughs> it's oppositional behavior you 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 even have in in, in some psychological um, literature it's it's even described as a, how to say it, a disorder of of a kind like oppositional defiance disorder it's called and what does it mean when kid is acting shitty you mm-hmm. know and it's acting shitty um like uh, most of the time and i, I I don't think it's actually a, a, a well. It is a disorder. I think it's not a healthy ego when you always need to go oppositional. And I can connect it with my own experience. Yeah, I'm laughing. You cannot see me now, but I'm laughing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're Because always fighting the windmills. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and this, I think, has something. Uh, with early experiences that I um, had in my life related to power mostly yeah the fir- one of the first things that came to my mind when thinking about what uh, you were saying is when the kid for me it was a shock when the our kids started acting shitty is because beforehand you have a little baby which is totally under your control I don't know how to express it like um emotionally is is tied to me and everything and suddenly uh that baby just disconnects a little bit and is a person on its own and yes, you can exactly. really feel the relationship but you still want to control it because you think you're the higher one like you you are you're above it yes you exactly uh said so nicely what I wanted to say is that I experienced this as shitty uh, this behavior that is shitty because I want to control his development his will his uh, ego which uh, which we often uh, misinterpret as as a kid like a defiance like some kind of defiant behavior or, or delinquence even when when they grow up but it's actually kids whose ego didn't have enough a space to develop in healthy way because their parents reacted shitty when they were uh, just trying to be uh, independent just trying to you know exhibit power upon the, the world and then we come and take their their power away and this is what happened to me when i was a kid yeah i actually felt that from my side how many times i was um trying to do that to our kid because it's it's just no matter how much you and i talk and and do what we do and and try to implement everything that we are telling to you guys sometimes you just um lose control and sometimes you just cannot run away from your upbringing that you got but the thing is that i really felt is when you it's just the interpretation that the act, that the child is acting shitty it, it is actually not acting shitty it is doing everything what you actually said but uh, me putting that control like putting putting that child in the box all the time you know you should behave like this or that and It's just the control in the relationship 
and that makes me really shitty. And then the child acts even more shittier because it feels that is, you know, it, it cannot express himself fully. Yes, because um, uh, what I saw in 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 uh, in uh, when we were young parents, also when. Uh, when we got these advices as parents how to behave toward the kid, I felt something unnatural. First, when when he was a baby, uh, one like um, a medical health worker, which was helping us in early days, she was she had a lot of experiences. She had also her her own children. She said. Uh, you know, you shouldn't take them into your hands too much, you know, to hold them too much and cuddle them because uh, they can get used to it. And I was thinking like, well, it's, uh, it's a baby. It, 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 it should be held. It should have these experiences when it is young. And also, uh, later on, uh, you should like uh, not let... Uh, child uh, control you uh, when uh, he is defiant you should like put him in his own place or you have a completely opposite uh, polarity of those advices like you shouldn't restrain child's creative spirit because anything uh, that you put him like borders and uh, this actually crushes its creative spirit, which is uh, like not true, <laughs> actually. And um, I think it's important here uh, from one side not to destroy the child's ego by preventing it to grow. And on the other side, not to really let it go wild. No, and this is the the balance of parenthood that we would like to talk to you about in these podcasts. Yeah, in this podcast, I mean, we will be talking about what you mentioned now a lot. And it's not about educating a child without any control. But it's more about not pushing your control as a parent on mm -hmm. the child like in some kind of boundaries which you put just so you can control the child. But it's more about teaching a child how to control itself. So those are like totally two different things. Mm -hmm. But today we're going to speak about like the first steps of learning the child how to take... Teaching the child how teaching to... Teaching yeah. the child how to take the control. Uh, and I found that period actually really hard because when a kid is becoming a human when he's being developed and when he acts to, starts acting shitty he's still really really small by the way when we say shitty acting shitty maybe we didn't say it it's like uh, tantrums it's uh, oppositional behavior of any kind which is like stubborn anything that that can um, trigger in you emotional response, like negative emotional response to control him, to show to him where is its place, like, you know, okay, so you want to go against me? So now I will show you so these kinds of things. So uh, what was difficult for you in that period? Do you have any situation which stands out that you had with your son? 
With my son? Yeah. Oh. What, what did he do that made you want to control him? Or do you, do you remember anything specific? Um, with well, your son. With um, our son. <laughs> because my son doesn't act shitty. Only yeah. yours. <laughs> no, uh, with, with Luca, uh, our son, I can, of course, remember. And this is very specific uh, type of shitty behavior. It's uh, ambivalence, but I'm talking about taking ambivalence to extreme side. So, uh, Daddy, I want a cookie. Okay, you bring him cookie. No, I don't want cookie. Okay, take away the cookie. I want a cookie. Okay, I bring him cookie. No, I don't want a cookie. And it goes until I snap, usually. And you lose and, control. Yeah, I lose control. And somebody will say it's a power game. Maybe it is. I, I don't know. Uh, actually, I don't think it is a power game. I think it's more testing and seeing the boundary and exhibiting control upon the world. And um, But not so like uh, uh, when I think it through, I don't think it is like um, him wanting to control me or to like uh, being shitty toward me and to walk me up and down. Uh, I think it's completely different root of this behavior. I don't know. What do you think? With yes and no and yeah. his ambivalence? Yeah, I think he's just exploring. And uh, sometimes I have a feeling that he really doesn't know. Yes, yeah, exactly. Like that, and that he gets blocked, you know, that he gets, uh, he gets blocked by maybe the emotions that he's feeling in that moment, that maybe he's actually feeling sad or angry or something which is not um, comfortable and maybe not so, um, the society doesn't approve it. So maybe mm -hmm. some kind of that kind of emotion and that in that moment he just gets blocked and that he truly doesn't know how yeah. to deal with it. Yeah, uh, uh, because I think you are, you, are, uh, you are right because I remember when uh, situations in, in, in that kind of situations when, when um, I didn't like snapped and I didn't lose control and I was actually um, just being there for him and support him, no matter what. He, in the end, I don't know, figures it out. Yes, yes. He just has this, like, small emotional, I wouldn't say breakdown, but he maybe cries because he, he doesn't know or it's some, something heavy upon him. And actually, when he is testing, like testing with his behavior, he was uh, like not testing me, but actually asking for support. And this is, I think this is all. Yeah, for me, it was also, um, I think these were the most difficult things, his ambivalence. And because your nerves go to the places where I'm I'm not a violent person, okay? And I'm not a person that snaps so mm -hmm. easily. But I would snap. And I would be amazed how shitty can I behave. And it was a lot of times just, I think, 
wanting me, I lose control and then I want to push my control on him, you know, that he just stops behaving like this now because I want him to stop behaving mm -hmm. like this. So, and it gets a lot of forms or I would ignore him or I would tell him stop this right now or, you know, calm yourself down and looking at a side, how can a three-year-old calm himself down? I mean, if I haven't shown him, yes, and, I'm and... not an example. If I'm yelling at him, calm yourself down. I mean, obviously I'm not calm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and how will he know? He just sees me and you behaving. And then I would also see that when I would just let him go through, through that process that he has to go, but also with always with boundaries. I, if if he starts hitting, I just say, "Son, I don't want you to hit me. You know this hurts." But you can be angry, you can be sad, you can be whatever you want to be. But you know, mommy's got boundaries, and he's okay with that. But if I just let him go, and this 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 development of his emotions in him, if I just let it be, and it really feels like he makes a process. Mm -hmm. in a safe environment, which is you and me. Mm -hmm. And it seems that this is just something that he has to go through. And it really, I mean, it's not a, like a control thing. Do I control him or he does control me? I think it's not about that, but it is about control. It's about me letting him go through that, not losing my control. And I think this is the most beautiful example you can give to a child so that he doesn't lose his control also. Now you made me recall one thing when working with people, because we are doing also many workshops around, and sometimes people, people um, let's say if we are working with teachers in school, uh, some workshop regarding behavior of kids in school or parents or whatever, usually what happens is that teachers, let's say, in this example, start behaving during our workshops exactly as their kids are behaving in the classroom. And um, it's like subconsciously putting us to a test. And if we withhold it, this is the teaching that they get. This is uh, the example from this example of how to not keep yourself cool, but how to uh, stay above it, overcome it in a way. Watch yeah. yourself from the side. Yes, watch yourself from the side. And I think the same thing happens with uh, kids. I think when he is having a problem of such kind of being ambivalent and not, not knowing what to do and, and actually needs to pass through this emotional process, if we are able to be with him, to be in relationship with him, not to escape it, because actually when we snap we are escaping relationship, but we are sticking with him and we are sh by this we are showing him how any such thing can be overcome like any such thing regardless of how emotionally heavy or whatever happens any such behavior can be overcome and remaining 
in relationship, not escaping relationship, not escaping problems, but really dealing with it, going through it, and coming at the end more mature, more connected, more in this relationship, and uh, more grown up, let's say. Yeah, and there is definitely, this I can say for sure, the more we are calm and like really going with him through all of these processes, tantrums or whatever that he's feeling, the less he has them. Mm -hmm. I mean, it it really, this is like really obvious. So it's it's, uh, because the question that came from my mind, to my mind, from my upbringing and a lot of people that I'm surrounded with is like, yeah, but if you don't put the boundaries, you know, and if if you don't um, show your your fangs and show who is the boss here, then he will get spoiled and yes, he and will be out of to, control. Yes, and which, that you have to force something upon it. There yeah. is also this myth. Yeah, which I think was true in previous generations. I think it definitely was true and that you could control Kids I can like tell that. you, yes, from my experience, yes. But I know that today you just cannot do it. It's, I mean, you can still, but it's getting more and more impossible to do it. But it's just not that. It's not because it's impossible. It's really when you're in a relationship. I mean, I'm learning that also with you. Then um, you love it all. You love, mm-hmm. you love the grief. You love the anger. You love everything. Mm -hmm. What helps you to stay calm? It's better to say what makes me flip out. Okay. Okay. This is is more easier to to detect. To detect because usually if I if I'm uh, if I had a normal day, if I uh, woke up normally, you know. If, uh, let's say, if I had a normal day, I can keep my calm. But if I didn't sleep well or I had a difficult client at work, so whenever, uh, just to to summarize, whenever I have uh, suboptimal capacities for dealing with such things, like low energy, if I'm low energy, if I'm not, like, present enough, this makes me uh, more easy to snap. snap and act like a shitty parent. Yes, and it's and it's not something you know. Uh, in psychology, uh, whenever you are under stress or you are like uh, uh, informationally overloaded or or in any other way overloaded, uh, your subconscious mechanisms just jump out and you start acting like uh, an animal. Or like, uh, according to some p- program that you have from your childhood, uh, you, you know how to behave in such things. But uh, when you are, you know, normal, so to say, then you can keep your calm, I think. And I think from my experiences, the most important is that my partner, like uh, the other parent, That's I me. feel, yes, I feel support. <laughs> I mean, uh, even if I act shitty, you don't have to say anything. You can just be present and not react even on what I'm I'm now doing to our, to our child. And I immediately know that it's wrong. I don't know how to explain it. But just seeing you being present there 
and you are also giving me this example of because you are cool in those situations and i snap and i see you and i immediately like like a millionth of a second i know that i acted shitty and then i i cannot see it on your face (laughs) yes you cannot see it on my face because my pride is is covering it yeah you know but but uh, this is for sure immediately i know that i'm wrong and uh, usually what happens then is that i go to the other room for like a minute or two and i come back like you know new daddy well i will give a a more positive side of the story not not the negative things to detect but positive things to detect uh it's um for me it's really about when we have this good atmosphere between us and when i see you it doesn't matter actually what are you doing but i see you trying i don't know how to express it i see you having a shitty day and the sun comes not the son, our son Luca comes, <laughs> and he's acting shitty. Daddy yes, daddy no, daddy yes, daddy no. And I can see, I can see a scenario in front of your eyes. How you know? I can see that you're burning out, but you still say, "Okay, Luca, I will help you." Okay, Luca, if you don't need help, don't need help, then I won't help you. Okay, and. And when I see you uh, giving this effort, I mean, it's just such an inspiration. And then I just, I don't have any more um, arguments. I just try also. And I just, I don't know how to express It's really like working in a team, you know, and I don't mm-hmm. want to fail you. Mm-hmm. And I really feel that you don't want to fail me. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing that calms me the most. Mm-hmm. and makes me keep my focus because I'm not so much focused on our child or on uh, on how good parent should I now be mm-hmm. or whatever. I'm just focused on our family as a team. I'm focused, you know, on something which is... On a whole. On a whole, on, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's much easier because sometimes I get focused so much on, on how good mom I want to be and that makes me be a lot of times shitty. But mm-hmm. if I'm thinking about you and, you know, about the day that we're going to have and about the whole atmosphere that I want our family to have and everything, then that gives me strength to keep it mm-hmm. calm, to keep it cool, and to be uh, an example. And not just to our kids, but, but to you as well. Yes, exactly this. Um, being an example to the child and being an example to each other, this is what makes uh, a family either destabilized if it's a bad example or if it's a good example to make it more stable. So we are uh, very close our time. So maybe to summarize what we talked today. Yeah, please do. (laughs) Okay, so... First of all, what I understood from our talk is uh, there is no shitty behavior, not from parent side, not from child side, but uh, only a desire to control and to go on my terms and perception of ours, let's say. We perceive behavior as uh, shitty or not. 
And uh, the best way to deal with it is that it is, first of all, the, the example of growing, the example of development, and that it shouldn't be stopped, but it should be supported. And the best way to keep support is to support each other, to give this example to each other as, par- as partners and to our children together as parents. Want something to add? Nothing. I hope you enjoyed our first episode. Yes, and um, we will continue in this way, I think in the same topic, but from different angles. So thank you for listening to us and... uh, Till the next time, be an example. Yes. Mm